I finally named this sermon last couple days. The spiritual practice of spiritual plumbing. <laughs> well, just for that, I'm going to go ahead and do the jokes I was going to do. You earned it with that chuckle. Thank you. It just calms me down. How did the plumber feel when he gave blood? Drained. <laughs> oh, these are bad. Why was the plumber depressed? Because his career was constantly going down the toilet. <gasps> I said T1. What do plumbers, now laugh hard because this is the last one. What do plumbers, garbage haulers, and economists all have in common? Gross domestic product. Six hundred and thirteen laws, huh? Three hundred and sixty-five are negative, like one a day. And two hundred and forty-eight, I believe the math is, are positive. Hmm. Speaking of what I just joked about, one of my favorite things as I researched a little bit is to find out that there is a prayer after you leave that little room. And it's thankfulness, gratitude for health. So I've been doing that. I just think that is the best one. Wow. Well, no, I <laughs> Jesus wasn't stumped, was he? No, not at all. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be not only acceptable to you, but thrilling to, O oh, beloved. Amen. I'd like us to try a little experiment going into the kingdom within you. If you don't want to, just don't do it. Just don't get up and scream. Um, so your job, should you choose to accept it, is just to close your eyes, see what comes to you from what I ask you. It may be a word, a phrase, a picture, a silly word, a message, a memory, a color. Accept whatever comes as from spirit and know that it can grow and morph into something else as you ponder it later this week, or as you share it later. Well, you extroverts, you introverts don't have to. Some people like to imagine a blank screen and then see what comes. So, as you close your eyes, if you like, just take a breath and see what comes to this question. What does it mean for you to love God? Just say thank you. 
for whatever you got. When I did it yesterday, I was kind of surprised what I got. I, I first saw green and then some shrubs and things like that. And then the words came, lay in a garden. <laughs> I don't even have a garden. Well, the deer have eaten it, but that's okay. So tuck away what you've received. You may even want to jot it down. And you may want to work with it this week. I'm considering trying to find a garden to lay in. <laughs> yeah. Years ago, I attended a workshop in Chicago by Carolyn Mace. How many of you might know her, M-Y-S-S? Ah, she's one of my favorite people. And I love her audacious in-your-face confrontation, type 8 on the Enneagram style. It just makes me laugh, because I know where she's coming from. <laughs> I'm a gut one, yeah. Okay, anyway. She opened with the question, why are you here at this workshop? And then she said, I hope that it's because you want to become more conscious. Here's what she says stands in the way of people becoming more conscious and therefore loving, powerful people. She describes each of us as having a $100 bill of energy in a day to spend. And she points out that energy is the most important ingredient of human experience. It's fundamentally our soul. Let's say you're throwing a curveball. You go into work, you turn in your project, and people say, oh, not so good. Maybe you should go try again. What if you had 90%, $90, not, wait, yeah, $90, invested in the response of people to that project? You've just blown most of your energy for the whole day. Wow. The past is a horrible muncher, gobbler of our energy. So the more we can let go and forgive, the more healing, the more powerful we are because of that energy that we have available. Now here's an interesting thing she said. Until we can get out of the illusion that people cause us to feel hurt, shame, blame, guilt, resentment, bitterness, weakness, these feelings are examples of losing your power. We are susceptible. What if people are assigned by the angels to set each other off? Guess what? They are. <laughs> and we are. I, mean, I find it natural. It comes naturally to me. So, anyway, she goes on. Forgiveness is the central command of the human experience. In fact, it's so tough, it requires it to be a spiritual practice. Whew. We all struggle with forgiveness. In fact, before love comes forgiveness. Forgiveness enables love. Forgiveness enables healing, as Agnes Sanford, the great healer, said. 
And some silly person thought that. Yes, forgiveness is a type of Drano that cleans and clears the channel to our heart. Ooh. Well. Ah, yes, simply forgive. Even if the other person has rubbed you the wrong way, brought forward a deep wound from your past, what could be better than we become aware of this wound through feeling it and then ask God for forgiveness of that person or that situation so we can move on more clean, more clear, with more power to love? Hmm. Yes. When one becomes sick or has undergone a huge hurt, what a great time to forgive. So I recently have been learning this spiritual practice. And it's wonderful how liberating and freedom-giving it can be. So what you keep doing is you forgive the obvious people with God's help, of course, it's a grace. And then when you remember, you say, oh, I can feel the lack of burn now. I can feel the lack of hurt. I think, I think this has been accomplished until it pops in your head again. Yes. And then you ask, God, who else? What else? Which I did last week, this week, this week. And you know, it only took a few moments. I got on media. Okay. <laughs> I see the next thing. Thank you. So, I want all the spiritual power I can get, don't you? I want to be healthy, body, mind, spirit, emotions, don't you? Here's Carolyn Mace again, and I quote, How do I forgive? No one ever wants to forgive. You may want to want to forgive, but not to actually forgive. I think it goes against our ego and the I, the addiction to, you're wrong. Why is forgiveness so difficult? When something's so difficult, there's usually a big reward. Let's get the other person out of it. In fact, it's best if we approach this blind. It's whether or not I can trust that something greater is going on behind this circumstance that I'm capable of witnessing. The reason why this situation happened, and I likely will never know why, but what I'm asked to do is to trust that there is a reason. Therefore, I can pull back my ego resentment for what happened? Yes. And always remember, there are just as many people taking workshops to learn to forgive you as you sitting and learning to forgive them. And of course, there are some situations in life phenomenally difficult to forgive. So don't you dare go up to somebody today and say, well, are you going to forgive? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Judge not. In fact, there is a beautiful 
poem that you may want to look up by Mary Lathrop, 1895. Walk a mile in his moccasins is the title that it's acquired because of that repeated phrase, but she entitled it Judging Softly. We don't know what others are dealing with. Okay? Okay. Forgiveness is a process. It's a practice. And it gets easier as you do practice it, like riding a bike. So that's great. And then there's one that really stopped me in my tracks. My little cat died rather suddenly. A lot of crying, a lot of regrets, a lot of what on earth? How did I not see this? I ran into a block where I would not forgive myself. I knew what I had done and not done. I knew the regrets I had, moments that I didn't share with her. I will not forgive myself. Oh, wow, what a wound. Gabby led me to that wound. Thank you, God. It's a hard one to do, but I get it. Okay. Forgiveness leads to compassion, and that's why it gets easier, is because our hearts are opening more and more. Seeing the good in all. Wow. I'm going to tell you about a guy in The Eight Habits of Love by Reverend Ed Bacon. He's an Episcopalian priest, but don't worry about that. It's okay. Open your heart, open your mind. So he tells a story of Father Gregory Boyle, who in L.A. formed the largest gang, how would you put it? Gang intervention organization called the Homeboy Industries. Isn't that sweet? Tagline. Nothing stops a bullet like a job. While he worked in the California prison system, Father Greg ran into a guy named Miguel. He committed so many crimes before he was 20 that he was in prison. Yeah. He'd been mistreated, abused, finally abandoned by his family. He turned to gangs to fill the void in his life. Well, Father Greg put him to work on the graffiti removal project. <laughs> One New Year's Day, guess who rang the phone? Hi, Father Greg. Miguel, is that you? I was just thinking about you. And I was wondering what you did on Christmas Day. Father Greg was afraid that he may have spent it alone because he knew he had no family. Miguel said, I had some of the crew over, you know, some of the homeboys, and I even cooked a turkey. He said, really? Who'd you invite over? Father Greg was moved to tears in an incredulity when he named the names of horrible offenders who he was enemies with. 
gang-wise. He had invited them to Thanksgiving dinner. Or was it Christmas dinner? Christmas dinner. <laughs> wow. That's forgiveness and compassion. Greg later had the opportunity to ask Miguel, how did you heal? How on earth were you able to do this? Here's what Miguel said. You know, I always suspected that there was something of goodness in me, but I just couldn't find it until one day, and he quieted a bit, one day I discovered it here in my heart. I found it, goodness. And ever since that day, I've always known who I am. He looked Father Greg in the eye and said, now nothing can touch me. Loving with all your strength. Wow. When I was doing healing forgiveness work recently, people came to mind that had most injured me as a young girl. I felt compelled to ask forgiveness for them. And praise God, I no longer felt the fire, the burn, the hopelessness, and the helplessness. I felt a neutrality, in fact, about them. And then I felt the responsibility to care for myself at the age at which this had happened. So when I feel those woundy feelings, I put my hand over my heart, and I go inside, and I'm with that little girl part that suffered. And now I can forgive because I can be the one who's tender to her. Indeed, this is loving God with our whole souls, minds, will, and hearts. May God empower us to forgive. Amen.